This meeting is being recorded. What the fuck was that? I'm I'm fine with that. <laughs> I I have no idea what that was, but ah. <laughs> well, we'll have to wait for the playback to find out if that recorded itself. But uh, boy, <laughs> yeah, all right. What a strange way to start an episode. Welcome to Road Sodas. <laughs> Welcome. Oh, how the hell are you, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, yeah, just like yourself, making making a lot of moves recently. Yeah, burning the midnight ass with both cheeks, as Damn they right. say. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't think there's any good way to, to get into, like, me changing jobs better than uh, an email that we got. So I, I might fire this guy right off the bat. Absolutely. All right. And I'll uh I'll take this one if you don't mind. Please do. All right. This is on May 4th and it is from the Green Mountain Boys, headquarters 3rd Division, May 1st, 2021 to Private First Class James A. Shaw, Greater Boston, Mass- Massive Two Shits. My dear Mr. Shaw, It is with great urgency and trepidation that I write you to implore your reactivation as a surveyor in the Vermont regulars. The battles rage on ceaselessly, and our numbers are all but overwhelmed. We desperately need more men like you in the field, and I am confident that your appearance at forward command would immediately warrant a commission. Although your privates will always remain first class, I expect that the Brigadier General will, without any hesitation appoint you to the rank of second lieutenant based on your merit and daring exploits in the rail campaigns of Manchester and Dorset. I will, for my part, be reactivated from behind this tired old desk and with charged batteries and a renewed spirit, command a small force of my own. And if it pleases you, I would request to have you as my first officer. Please, with all expediency, get to Vermont before we're overrun. Down with the traitors and up with the stars. Parenthetically yours, Major Matt, blank, 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 blank. Last name redacted. Survey Chief, 3rd Division, 2nd Multiplication, SLA, MBB, FTO, LMFAO. Ah, well, yeah. well, thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt. I, uh, I, this, this is a little post dated now, but I, I have accepted the command. That's tremendous news. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, he was, he was describing something to me. I've I've actually finished two shifts up there last week and he was trying to describe to me something of biophilic design. And he, he was listening to us complain about our, our desk jobs and, and probably me, me saying windowless basement room, like eight episodes in a row. And he was like, I think it's good, good to get him outside. Yeah. Let's get that fucker out in the woods where he belongs. Even he, you know, was probably inside too much, which I can only imagine was like a couple hours a week for him. <laughs> Just inside in general or inside the office? Inside the office. <laughs> or maybe inside in general. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, like, some people live outside. It's fine. It's totally fine. It's 2018, man. You you can live outside. <laughs> I mean, I might be living outside for a large majority of, uh, of my command up there. That's true. We'll see. We'll see. I, it's based on the weather and wildlife. I think right now is whether or not a large cougar will attack me. Hell yeah. 
that's that's the weather yeah um but yeah it 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 feels it feels great to uh to get back out there in in the uh the reflective vest put the, the cones out there yeah sign sign in the, up in the great north the great white yeah. north i i almost harvey dented myself uh cuz our first job i mean this is day 2 for me i was facing facing north in the morning and facing south in the the afternoon so stand <laughs> yep so i uh i almost got like a full harvey dent uh hell yeah you know, like right right down the middle but absolutely luckily, you know i'm a couple of days out from the sunburn so it's evened up i've been able to i've been able to burn the other side significantly enough which side would have gotten the harvey dent like two-faced side the the scarred side the right side the right side yeah classic side i know i know and i mean honestly there's going to be probably a lot of a lot of catching up stories and one of them will be about a groom who who almost did the same thing to himself Hell yeah, we're yeah we've we've got a lot to catch up on. We've had a couple of tremendously active weeks for a couple of dudes who, you know, have just been under quarantine like everybody else for a while. Quarantine's a little strong. We've both been going into the office. It's true. We are uh, allegedly essential. <laughs> we we have not been locked down. If there has been a lockdown, I am full of essence. Is what there I think go. that means. I'm, nice. I'm essential. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Sorry to anybody at work listening to this who doesn't know the news yet, or my old <laughs> job, uh, who doesn't know the u- news yet. Yeah, I don't work there anymore, and I'm probably not gonna come back. Cool. But no, if you're listening to this, I do enjoy you as a person, and I hope we stay in contact because I have Fridays off now. So, fantastic. What's up, dude? Having Fridays off is the shit. Oh yeah, you have so much more time for. For other shit. Yeah. You really do. Dude, I just had my first Friday off, and I started it off by going up to Jim's Deli and ordering yes. breakfast. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you get to do all the shit that, like, you can't do on the weekdays, but it's on a weekday. Like, mm-hmm. like even boring shit, like, you can be like, I need to go to the doctor or the dentist or something. You can do that. But more importantly, you can take advantage of, like, no lines at places in the daytime. Yeah. It yeah, rules. I, I didn't even go to the grocery store. I went to just the fruit stand that was near Jim's Deli. Yeah. I was just like, I'll get some fruits and vegetables. That's nice. I haven't eaten, like, a single one. This has been, like, two, two and a half days, but eh, what, whatever. whatever. Yeah. What are they going to do? Go bad? Fruit, yeah. fruit, fruit and vegetables don't go bad. Yeah. They're notoriously high shelf life items. Yeah. They just become compost, which is good. <laughs> Not to eat, but in general, it's good to have. Good for somebody who's about to start living outside and maybe attempting to live off the land. BYO compost. <laughs> well, I mean, we do as humans and animals, I guess, is, is BYO compost. It's true scenario uh but yeah yeah it it was a glorious sunny friday off that started out with jim staley and so any day that starts out with jim staley is going to be a good day fantastic uh but how about you my man i mean uh i know we're recording this a little bit late on both our accords yeah I, 
I pushed it back an hour because, uh, because I was unconscious. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I've been working on the house, uh, a shit ton, uh, which is exciting, but no, those- walk us through that. That's, uh, four walls and a, and a roof. Yeah, I don't like to brag. There's a floor too, and if no I may, shit. If I may say so myself, that floor is as smooth as eggs right now. I just we got finished shaving that today. With the, I rented a floor sander from Home Depot, and uh, that's that's fun. Is is that like a hands and knees belt sander type, or or you got like the stand up with like the the buffer handle? Yeah, it's the stand up nice. buffer handle. I feel like a janitor. It okay. rules. Hell yeah. Except instead of cleaning up a mess, you're making a tremendous mess. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's like goggles and and respirator type. Yeah, the goggles I didn't wear just because the the sawdust like you're only going up to 80 or you know 120 grit. So the sawdust is pretty large as far as sawdust goes, so it's not really getting like too high up in the air. I I wore the respirator the whole time, but nothing was getting in my eyes. But uh it has like a stupid little fucking bag, like a vacuum bag on it. And they were like, Hey, when you, when you drop this off, just make sure that it's empty or they'll charge you like 250 bucks cleaning or something. And I was like, thanks, man. Good looking out. Cause I would have missed that on the contract. And so then I was done today and I went to empty it out. Absolutely nothing in it. I have no idea what that bag does. It does not. No sawdust goes in it at all. Like none. It okay. just, it just goes on the floor everywhere. That's like if, if you're trying to catch like your car's exhaust and they just taped a garbage bag like underneath the hood. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Just, just don't, <laughs> don't give us that back inflated. Yeah. Or, or even worse, it'd be like if you had one of those like fake fucking exhaust spouts to make it look like you have multiple exhausts, but it's just not attached to anything. Nice. And that's what they're measuring from. Okay. But yeah, so Friday, woke up, went to the gym, because I'm huge. Yeah. And it's always important to lift a bunch of weights before you do manual labor all day. That's true. So. Yeah, you're doing two a days. This is, yeah. This is what football players do. It really does feel like day day three of like a classic hell week situation. But then it was go and start uh start hanging drywall. And I got there, and that's when I realized that what the guys who had demoed, so, so to catch the listeners up, we had mold that we knew about in the closets and the kitchen cabinets. So we hired a crew to come fucking pull all the asbestos and mold out of those things. And all they do is just they just rip it out, and they have a bunch of HEPA filters and anti-mold spray and shit. And so they did that, but they don't, like, you know, they don't prep it for anything else. Cause obviously, that'd be insane. They're a demo crew. And what I didn't realize was uh, they'd ripped out lath and plaster, not drywall. So lath and plaster, for those who don't know, are little strips of wood with plaster that's put in like on top of them, which in every piece of that wood will get like three nails per stud. So I was like, oh, fuck, before I can begin hanging hang drywall, I have to pull literally thousands of nails out of the walls and ceiling. Yep. And, uh, and they're old as fuck because they don't, they haven't made lath, they don't do lath and plaster and haven't for like 50 years. And so it's 
possibly the original lath and plaster from when the house was built in 1919. And so a lot of those nail heads were rusted, and so you're trying to get them out, and then they just pop off, and you got to just hammer them the whole way in. Anyway, fucking cutting all the drywall after that, hanging that, start mudding that. Then today it was finish mudding and sand the shit out of sanding the floors not that tiring took a long time but it's you know you're standing upright and the thing it weighs a ton but once it's vibrating it kind of, it's it's real easy to push around so it just took a while but i loved every second of it it ruled that being said last night yesterday i started my day like i woke up at like i don't know 7 a.m and we got home at 11:30 at night and then today i left the house at nine and we got home at nine so like long, some good shifts long days and it's the kind of thing like i i used to lose track of time in the wood shop because you know i just kind of zone out and it's the closest i can get to meditating i've tried meditating and i i'm super supportive of the concept of meditating but i just fall asleep if i'm if i'm just like trying to sit and be i don't know like i guess mindful or whatever you're supposed to do but not do a task just like sit and maybe try to think about a thing i will just fall asleep so i have to be doing something but ideally a mindless task so like sanding has always been a really good like i can just do this for fucking hours it's fine and so that's what i was doing Today and yesterday was just like zoning out, fucking doing some manual labor shit that's fairly repetitive. And, uh, and then, you know, you kind of look down at the phone, you're like, oh shit, it is, uh, very, very late. But that's a good sign. Nice. Yeah. Well, you're making a shitload of progress. Yeah. Pretty soon we'll have, uh, like finished floors that we can move, like move our stuff over on. All right. Which is very exciting. Yeah. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm debating on whether or not to try to race to build a structure to live in or, or more like a storage unit on, on my property. Cause right now, yeah, I'm just going to be camping. Well, let me tell you, if you need somebody to, to, to sand your floors, I know a guy who can do it at a medium pace. All right. All right. Can he run an excavator and know somebody with an excavator? Cause I mean, I could use one of those too. I can get drunk and take a crack at it. I mean, that, he can that, get drunk and take a crack at it. That's that's what I mean about uh, excavators. You yeah, know? it's it's just the motivation needs to be there. I don't I don't need you to have some advertisement on a placemat in a diner. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing fancy like that. No truck stop accreditations here. Exactly. Hell yeah! But the reason we're doing all this work this weekend and not last weekend. Last weekend, we were in fucking Palm Springs. And let me tell no you, way. man, that place is my goddamn speed. Okay. I did not really know what to expect. I've seen, you know, I've seen photos of Palm Springs. I think we all have. It's that, you know, it's all very like 50s style. Pretty much everything's one story. And it's just like a community that shouldn't exist in the middle of the desert. But it gets really windy at night and it's hot. And so because of these two things, every house down there has really high walls, like 10, 12 foot high walls framing the property. Just like the, the, the walls that most communities have between them and an interstate is 
Yes. Everybody's property fence. Yes. And it's because, like, truly the winds kick up, like, very strong at night. But because you got high walls and every yard's got a pool in it. So you just rent a house. Doesn't matter how nice or shitty the house is. If it's in Palm Springs, it's it's going to have a pool. And you just kind of stay there while you're there. Like, there's... There's like a little main drag you can kind of go hang out at if you want to, but I think even during COVID, like even pre-COVID, you just hang out at the place you rented. So that's what we did. We just hung out at the place we rented, and the high walls meant one privacy, but two, it meant that there was a shadow over the pool for enough time that you didn't have to constantly apply sunscreen because it was still like. 108 degrees one day so it felt really nice to just jump in the pool nice and uh took some hallucinogenic mushrooms went to joshua tree those were two separate events but caught the sunrise at joshua tree got up at 4 a.m drove out there that was dope that's a move yeah i stepped on a cactus like fully committed not intentionally i was looking at a log I thought it was a porcupine. You know how sometimes you see a log and you're like, damn, let me look at that and not what's in front of me in the desert where I know there are rattlesnakes. And instead of uh, a snake bite, I put my whole foot on like a three inch tall, but like, I don't know, probably three foot like in diameter, like cactus bulb thing. And I was wearing like basically running shoes and... The things, the, the, was it a tine? What are they called? I don't know. They went straight through my fucking shoe. Wow. And, yeah. And they went into me, but they weren't like the hook kind. So they like came right back out when I lifted my foot. But they, but they, they broke off on or in my shoe. So I had to like take my shoe off and then pull them out one by one out of the shoe, not out of me. But, uh, damn, dude. But then my foot just, it just itched because they were like really, superficial cuts they weren't like a mm-hmm. big painful one they were just like a bunch of tiny little ones and i was just like damn now my footage is <laughs> i was about to say you're just walking through joshua tree like before sunrise without any fucking shoes on you madman yeah no that would be absolutely unacceptable but <laughs> the uh actions of a crazy person yeah we went on a hike up to some old mine that was cool and uh, we were down there for Reagan's birthday, and so we came back to the house that we rented with. Uh, we had, it was a, a few friends were down there too, and uh, I took us all out to the movies. I rented a, a whole movie theater, which is super cheap. Right? I mean, not super cheap. It's very affordable, especially since you can bring up to twenty people. It was just five of us, but you can do that, and you can watch like old fucking movies. So we watched. The 1985 version of Clue, like with, I don't know if there's a remake. I feel like there must be, but the one with, uh, Tim Curry. Yeah. And Madeline Kahn. Michael, Michael McCain. Yeah. It's a great movie. And Lee Ving. And, uh, not Leonard Malton, but, uh, that other guy. Leonard Nimoy. (laughs) Lawrence Welk. Sure. (laughs) But man, that kicked ass. And then, uh, yeah, we, I don't know. It's, I believe it's, it's Martin Mull, actually, that I was trying to think of. Could be. He plays Colonel Mustard. And, uh, uh, God damn it, Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. 
That sounds like a delightful little romp in your own movie theater. Dude, it was not because you can just talk the whole time because you're the yep. only people there. So we were just like eating movie snacks and chatting. It was great. Wow. Air conditioning okay. in Palm Springs because it's and a movie theater. out the number of people that you can have in your rented movie theater at 20? Cinemark does. Seems like a weird cap, but yeah, I agree. But uh, I think Palm Springs is also one of those destinations, maybe for golf. Are there are a lot of golf courses around I there. I think there's a lot of golf courses around there. Okay, I mean everything kind of looks like a golf course anyway, so it's kind of hard to tell what no, actually it, is it's a golf like course. One big golf course community. Yeah, except that, like, put up uh, twelve foot walls so people <laughs> quit hitting chip shots in your fucking bowl. Yeah, because right outside of where it is maintained to look like a golf course, it is just the scrublands. It's just a desert. Like it's it's a wasteland out there, which is kind of a funny. The juxtaposition is kind of funny. Maybe everybody has a pool as a form of necessity. You know, like sometimes the wells run dry. <laughs> <laughs> Got to drink these. Just, you know, I bring the cat over here. He doesn't get, he doesn't get the city water anymore. He's, he's all pool water. Hell yeah. It's gotten us through some hard winters. And by <laughs> hard winters, I mean, they were 88 degrees. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I just fucking taken, took, took, uh, took shrooms a couple days while we were down there. And, uh, you know, you know, sometimes you have, you start giggling about something. When you're tripping and you're like, man, this is silly. But then you're yeah. like, this isn't actually that silly. It's just that I'm on shrooms and tomorrow this yeah, won't be Frisky funny. Yeah, Frisky Dingo's 11 minutes long. Like, that's yeah. not funny. That is not, that's just a fact. But I had one of those where I was like, there's no way this will be funny tomorrow, <clears throat> except it was. I just got stuck in my head. Just, I was just walking around just going, oh, whoa, my penis stings. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just cracking myself up. <laughs> I mean that that is on point. That every now and humor. Every now and then, a couple other people down there would, would would giggle at me doing it, but I giggled every time. And then it continued for the rest of the trip, and I'm still doing it now. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and I hope your penis feels better. Oh, whoa, my penis stings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that that is rich. Yep. That is rich. So I guess around the same time that you were headed down to Palm Springs uh last last Wednesday. Yeah. I was I was acting like a fucking boss man quitting my job. Hell yeah. And then but you also went on a trip. Uh yeah. Yeah. So I I mean I'll give you I'll give you the chrono- chronology here. Hell yeah. Um one of our listeners Travi Perp, uh, taking over for me because, uh, I guess our work, my former job was a little vindictive or, or maybe not. I don't know. I, I, it feels like they're trying to take it out on him just because we're friends, but that night might not be true. Either way, there's also a new guy there. And so Travi was trying to figure out like why everybody's freaking out about my open dispatches. And I was just like, I don't know if I can say this in front of the new guy. And he's like, Yeah, no, no, you can say it. You can, you can say it. And I was like, The reason everybody's freaking out about the open dispatches that I have is because they're all cocksuckers. And he's like, All right, maybe you shouldn't say that in front of a new guy. <laughs> uh, but I'm pretty sure those guys are doing all right. Uh, say what up to Chef Leon. 
in the cafeteria <laughs> if you have to. And uh, learn Spanish. The janitorial staff will treat you real well. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. That, that is that's, good. That's the advice I have. But anyway, um, so they got out of there at like 3.30 on Wednesday. And I was like, you guys, I got it till like five. You know, the client that, that I was working for uh, bought me some Santarpio's pizza for lunch, which was pretty bomb, actually. It was, it was a boss move. Is that a good pizza? And, yeah. Good. Yeah. Just Santarpio's pizza. So it wasn't, if you don't know Santarpio's, it's like the East Boston one that people say you gotta go to. It's like an institution. It's like a cash only pizza place by the airport. But their, their thing is like they have like a little bit thicker of a, uh, not like taller crust. It's just that they put the sauce and cheese on less of the pizza. <laughs> I nice. Guess. That's that's their move. There's a bigger handle for it for you. Hell yeah. Cornmeal on the bottom though, and it's like the real rough stuff. So you know I was all about it. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, fucking was, 30, 36 grit cornmeal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was it was real good, even for how long I'm sure it took to go in the car. So yeah, that, that was a nice touch. Um, but yeah. Travi and the new guy got out of there at like three thirty. I was like, I got this. We're covered till five. You know, the, that was like part of the, the contract. And so I, uh, I promptly left at like three forty five. Uh, <laughs> 15 minutes later. I was like, fuck this place. I'm, I'm out of here. Uh, I went to the, the beer store across the street. Uh, got myself or it's, it's, I think it's actually billed as a wine store, but they also sell beer. Nice. And so I bought myself a bottle of wine and a 24 ounce, uh, Narragansett twisted tea. And it was a little rainy, but, uh, I was, I was feeling good. So I, I cracked that, that 24 ounce tea and walked across the Boston University Bridge because I had plans after work. I couldn't, couldn't go celebrate. That was the celebration that I had. Nice. I had also bought some weed gummies earlier in the day on the clock. Uh, and so I ingested some of those, uh, <laughs> While, you, while, you, while, you want me yeah. to leave this in? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> um, and so I, yeah, I probably had like 15 milligrams and like 24 ounces of twisted tea, just like strutting across the Boston University Bridge on absolutely. my way to get my second shot. Hell yeah. Cause that's, that's how I prepare for it. And so gotta get vaxxed and waxed, baby. Yeah, dude. Well, I mean, if I'm going to have a negative reaction, I'm going to be buzzed while I'm doing it. Might as well. Uh, How'd you do? Oh, fucking great. Um, I mean, it was Cinco de Mayo, so I ended up getting drunk like that night. Nice. I went on a trip that that we'll talk about uh, after after I share my vaccination story. And I, I was drunk basically every night of that vacation. So I think my sore arm lasted a little bit longer because I was just dehydrated. Sure. But yeah. I mean, I've been pretty significantly dehydrated for, I'd say, the last, I don't know, uh, 30 years. Adult <laughs> lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, if, if, if you had to like pick out like a, a nadir in, in all the dehydration, it, it would be somewhere in this, this range for this decade. But anyway, so I'm walking into to Heinz Convention Center, the mass vac site. I mean, this is 
this is like a 25 minute walk. So I, I had crushed the, the 24 ounce hard tea by then, but I was feeling good. No lie. Um, and it was as breezy as the first shot, like just in, out, quit fucking about, yo ho, yo ho, yo ho. And once I got the second shot, the waiting room was just another part of the convention hall. It was like one of the smaller convention halls and it was, it wasn't packed. Like, uh, I don't know why they keep on telling people that, that they don't have spots at Heinz convention center. Cause there's, there's a shitload, honestly, but I think they were playing maybe ZLX. Uh, I know they broadcast ZLX from like, they, they broadcast a ca- classic rock station that also plays like green day and Nirvana and shit from the pru like the top of the prudential center, which is where Heinz is. So I don't know if they were actually playing the radio station or if there was just some insane DJ working that day. <laughs> Cause when I was sitting down to start my 15 minutes, they were playing knocking on heaven's door by Bob Dylan, uh, otherwise known as Robert Ryan Zimmerman. I think from, from the last episode, we figured out it was Ryan Zimmerman, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah knocking on heaven's door. So I caught like the, the last two thirds of that song. Uh, and I was like looking around just everybody else was on their phones. Didn't seem to give a shit that, that Bob Dylan's knocking on heaven's door was playing. So after that, there's silence from, from the radio. <laughs> what what was once playing music stops for 10 minutes. <laughs> like, all right. So I've heard two minutes of knocking on heaven's door, 10 minutes of silence. And then sure enough, like a little bit of radio starts, starts to come back. They start playing the first 10 seconds of Sweet Home Alabama and cut that <laughs> <laughs> and immediately start playing Who Will Stop the Rain by Creedence Clearwater Revival. Okay. And I mean, it was a rainy day. Yeah. So, okay. But I know you know what the first thing, it's not a lyric, but the first thing said in Sweet Home Alabama is what? Sweet Home Alabama. Let's turn it up. Oh yeah, that's true. That's, and so, yeah. so right, bit, right about when you get to the yeah, turn it up. They turned it off. <laughs> they yeah, they turned it off. <laughs> turn it up. Click. Just so anyway, no. I I got out of there halfway through that depressing credence song. I used the west exit from the convention center. Cause I was, I was going to end up walking down to Kenmore and catching the bus back. Cause I had already stolen all the stuff I need to steal from work. My bag was empty. My car was light. So I had the bottle of wine still in, in my, my backpack and basically nothing else. And I, I had shoved my, my rain coat in there as well. Like while I was inside at the convention center. So as I was walking out, I was pulling out my jacket and this is this is when actually my negative reaction started is when I had put on my jacket, I was trying to put on my my backpack and the backpack slipped on the no. jacket. Yeah, and I heard that thud and like subtle glass break of like a full wine bottle Ooh. in your backpack. Ah, whatever. It was the street, it was raining. Guess what? The the bottle of wine cost like ten bucks. Oh, okay. The backpack That's... cost like nine dollars four years ago from Amazon, <laughs> and it was. I was like, "All right, this is going. This is now garbage," and just 
just walked away. Over. Just walked away from that whole situation. <laughs> well, like I, I took the dripping wine, whiny backpack. Uh, yeah, and so like I, I made like a little, little trail. But I mean, it was raining, so like it, it promptly got got washed away. But I'm sure who was ever emptying that municipal trash can, uh, yeah, got a got a nice whiff of wine. Hell yeah. I'm sure there was probably a local bum that, that like sniffed it out too and was like really desperate to get it out of there. Well, hey, I'm, I'm sorry about your loss. I'm sorry for your loss. No, it's good. Good. Force, force my hand to get a new backpack. Or guess what? We don't need backpacks where we're going. What? We're, we're front packs only. You gonna get a Jan Sport? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I got, well, I got a fanny pack right now that's, that's really, really crushing. I'll pack your fanny. Thanks, bud. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, basically, I don't know. I'm a man who wears pants, so I put things in pockets. Yep. And, and anything that I can't take in a pocket will go in the automobile that I brought with me to wherever I'm going. I think, I think that's my move. My, my new backpack is a car. That does sound like you. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, no negative reactions to speak of other than the sore arm that I, I'm sure I exacerbated by, by getting so drunk. So, so frequently. Well, yeah, I think it's time we crack into that. Also happy to hear you got your second shot and it all went well. Yeah. Thanks bud. So the, the very next day, I mean, I, I was probably not doing what was, you know, morally and, and ethically prudent when it comes to like your vaccination and how you should act after it. Uh, cause I got onto a plane the next day. <laughs> I mean, come on. Look, dude, if anybody gave me shit, I did have a, a negative PCR test within 72 hours as well. So it's the best anyone can ask for. Exactly. So what, what I did was I was going to a, a wedding for a uh, friend in New Orleans. He's a uh, he's a friend of the pod. We'll, we'll call him TG, but he's he's from Louisiana, and I was standing in his wedding. Luckily, I was like, dude, fourth fourth best groomsman. So like, real real like nice meaty part of that groomsman curve where you don't have any responsibilities other yeah. than like crush beers. Yep, I've been in one wedding party, and I was also. That that position in it is fun. Yeah, the it's just like you're not even the backups backup. You're you're they just need you to not throw up in the church. Yeah, you just gotta walk next to some strange woman very briefly. Yeah, not she, not that she she's looks strange. great. Don't get me wrong. She, she's that's a strange woman. Yeah, she's she, a stranger, not strange. But like that's what I meant by strange. Yeah, I didn't even shave for this wedding. It was awesome. Going full bush. <laughs> Nah, I wouldn't like stubble. Uh, I I had shaved like four or five days before, so I was I was getting a pretty good like you know magazine stubble. Nice, yeah. But the wedding was in New Orleans. We we flew down there on fucking Thursday, and my God, everything you eat down there is still the best version of that. Yep. Mainly because, like, the first meal that we had was at this place called Giacomo, and Joan had the etouffee, uh, we had boudin balls, but I had country fried venison, and I think that's the only what? time I've ever had that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Man, I got to say, I had the best country fried steak I think I've ever had while I was in Joshua Tree. Yeah. But I'm much more interested in hearing about country fried venison. Uh, I don't know how how this dish was inspired other than they they had venison steaks and they were like, well, this is a way to prepare them. But they did it um, almost like the, the Jaeger schnitzel that they got out in, out in Deutschland out there uh with with like the mushroom gravy and shit okay so like a yeah. brown a brown mushroom gravy instead yeah. of uh okay that makes more sense than like putting sausage gravy or even just a white gravy on top of it it was decent and i mean i've never had a bad meal from this place uh, and it comes highly recommended from tg but you know some of the local new orleans people were just like man that's not where i would have gone for my first meal it's like, okay, whatever, man. Like, my country fried venison was <clears throat> kick ass. Hell yeah. But we ended up meeting the the groom and the bride-to-be at this place called Lafitte's, which is, like, billed as, like, the oldest bar in yeah. America. And, and they it's, got, it's French for the feet, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're big uh, foot fetish down there. Well, that, that pirate was. John Lafitte, yeah. He changed his name because he was so into feet. Absolutely. Yeah. Andrew Jackson actually had to beat him with his hickory cane, which is which is why Andrew Jackson got the nickname Old Hickory, is because he had to cane this guy for, for licking his toes during the Battle of New Orleans. It's all Little there. Little known fact. Read yeah. your textbooks. It's Please. all there. Yeah. Pick up the phone. Call the 1-900 number. Please. Like, figure it out. Call 1-900-MIX-A-LOT and kick those nasty thoughts. Baby got back. Primary sources are important, guys, right? <laughs> but Lafitte's blacksmith shop is, yeah, well, like one of the oldest bars in America or something. I don't know. They have a lot of brick and, and wood architecture, I guess, in, in their their thing. And all but the voodoo daiquiris a boy could want. Otherwise known as purple drink. Purple drink, and, but with uh, ice. Yeah. <laughs> it's It's basically just a purple slushy. Uh, with a shitload of booze in it. Yeah, is and it vodka? It's awesome, or is it a bunch? I mean, yeah, I've, I've I've had several, but I I never know what's in it. I'd say yeah, it's like a dash of grain alcohol with some vodka and rum. Yeah, I was gonna say it could be some white rum in there as well. Yeah, and yeah. I I've never tasted the grain alcohol, but it's got it's got to be there because those things hit like a ton of bricks. So this is probably the first of four consecutive nights that I will be at Lafitte's. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Had a, had a pretty mean streak going. And that was actually honestly the most tasteful is I had a couple of beers and maybe one, one purple drink and then we got out of there. Like it was, it was an, it was a nice tasteful Thursday. Nice. Uh, followed by like a steady, and and still somehow raucous uh Friday. Fuck because yeah. on Friday was uh the rehearsal, but mm. before that Joan and I had to go to Cafe Dumont and get get some beignets. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't know what we did for lunch Friday or it, it it's escaping me because literally every meal we had was awesome. And oh yeah, no, it was a po' boy. It was yep. from Nola Po Boys. And Good. guess what? They're awesome. Uh, going to be one of two times that we go there in in the next two days. So the first one was a scouting trip. That lunch trip, we were like, "This place open twenty four hours." Okay, we'll be back here two a.m. like tomorrow. Hell yeah! Uh, 
And then I had to go to the rehearsal. The rehearsal was fine. All that was fine. Um, like the one, the one takeaway that I had, it was at, it was at like the big cathedral that they got down there. Uh, which, mm. which was weird. I didn't even know. Hannah's? He, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Harris. 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 The casino. Yeah. That's my bad. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'm a big gambler guy. Hey, I mean, look, they, they didn't even get the main craps table. They got the, they got the $5 <laughs> one in the back. Uh, but no, I, I didn't even know either of them were Catholic. I mean, I guess if you asked me what religion they were, I could have said like some sort of Christian, but honestly, I'm, I'm not, I guess that perceptive when it comes to the religion of my, my peers and, and friends nowadays. I just don't know what people do on Sunday mornings because I'm not around. That's true. Ah, but I don't do anything. Well, I mean, you sand. I sand. <laughs> I make a cup of coffee and I sand. There you go. I'm fine with that. I sand in the place where I live. That's the second time I've referenced that song this episode. Let's see how many I can squeeze in. Okay. I don't know how I could give you any more softballs, but I'll try. I'll try. Yeah. We got to <laughs> let it we got to let it come naturally. We got to let it just we got to stumble into it much like I stumbled into oh, oh my penis stings. <laughs> Still funny to me. It just it won't, fits it won't, meter, man. It won't so ever stop it. Yeah. Ah. Nice. But yeah, then then cut to rehearsal dinner. Uh it's like across town up near Lake Pontchartrain. Uh so they rented a bus for that fucker. School bus? Uh no, one of the buses with a bathroom in it. Ooh. I mean school buses are technically bathrooms because kids piss and shit in them all the time. <laughs> but no, this one had like a bathroom that actually had like a seat and shit. A, a sanctioned a, sh- a sanctioned bathroom. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Um, but yeah, it was, it was like crawfish boil style, but it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reference some, some restaurants from our hometown because this was the crab trap room, which was part of the blue crab restaurant, like complex, I guess. And we got a blue crab grill up in Delaware and we also got a crab trap up in Delaware. Yeah. That are both on point. My parents love the Blue Crab Grill. I think my dad's referenced it a ton in his emails as part of his Tuesday routine. I think that's part of the routine, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, they actually got out there and, and ate in person, too, which, hey, that's off to them. Yeah. Abs- absolutely. Yeah. Good the world, first public meal. The world is healing. Yeah. But I just thought that was interesting. I was like, Blue Crab? <laughs> you guys got Blue Crabs down here? All right. And you got you name your restaurants after them too. Okay, and then right. go across the parking lot and it's like crab trap. Really? Couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. Did the crab trap trap that blue crab that's on the restaurant? <laughs> um, but honestly, I got fed up with crawfish by like the second one and just housed a bunch of mini muffalettas and jambalaya. That was perfect. Now, how big's a mini muffaletta? Uh this this would be. If you held your hand out, like fingers, yeah, yeah, just like that, I'd say I could put like one layer of like six on there at least. Okay, 
And so I mean, muffaletta is like a big fucking sandwich. That's why I was wondering, because like a mini muffaletta could still be the same like proportions as a cheeseburger. Exactly. Because but a muffaletta no. is what, like 12, 14 inches in diameter? They're huge. Yeah. No, th- these were like slider sized. Okay. Which which I was impressed by, uh, except for the fact that they had like heated them up. So the, what? Well, like the bread had gotten just a little bit toasted. And it, you're looking for that focaccia, man. Get the focaccia here. Come on. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And during all that that rehearsal at dinner time, our, our man, Papa, our, our most recent guest, uh, was coming into town. And we had loose plans to meet at Snake and Jake's, but guess what? We didn't we didn't fucking do that. Uh he got dinner at the hotel and we met him back there a couple hours later. Joan ended up going to bed and uh so me and Papa set out, set out for town and went to Lafitte's. Two cocks of the walk, yep. on their on their on the hunt for purple drank, and we got it immediately, uh, and then walked straight for the casino. Because if you know me, you know that I love a uh, a ridiculously themed slot machine. You love going to Hannah's, man. Yep, I'm gonna. I got I got five dollars in my pocket, just burning a hole. Like that's that's all I'm gonna do is is play five dollars on a ridiculously themed slot machine, but like I love it. Hang on, I'm gonna guess uh, Crocodile Dundee themed. Well, it's interesting because like Joan and I went into Hannah's uh, a couple days later looking for the same machine because I had won a couple of bucks on it, uh, and it wasn't there anymore. So. They change shit out pretty quick. And that machine hasn't existed for 40 years. Ah! Yeah, it's very Hitchcockian. <laughs> I mean, I was asking for the Crocodile Dundee machine, too. And they were just like, you see that line? That's for the Crocodile Dundee machine. <laughs> like, well, all jokes aside, what was this uh, vanishing slot machine? It was a Van Helsing themed, but not like Ooh. the movie Van Helsing, just the guy Van The Helsing. character. Hell yeah. 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 So, I mean, Papa was standing there with his purple drink watching me, and uh, I, I slid a five into it, and I, I took down some vampires. I mean, I, I ended up winning like 27 bucks. So, H- hell I was yeah. like, cash this out. Let's Let's go get some more drinks. Hell yeah. And so we went back to Bourbon Street and got some hand grenades, which is like possibly the worst mistake anyone anyone could make. They put it right there in the name for you, but it's still like I can handle this. Yeah. And and even in the neon sign on the outside of the building says New Orleans most powerful drink, and I've had some powerful drinks. So like that's a body claim yeah. to make. Yeah. It's like, dude it, that's the type of town I used to work at a bar up in Newark, and the manager would look at like the half-empty liquor bottles, and just to gauge how much had been poured out of them, and compare that with like the previous night's like totals and and shots. In New Orleans, that does not exist. You say, "Hey, give me a single shot of Jameson, maybe or a Jameson single in a lowball glass." Uh, neat, please. And they they just start pouring the Jameson, turn their head, have a conversation with somebody, 
like wipe the bar down a little bit and then finish pouring. And it's like, uh, sir, you just filled up a pint glass with whiskey. And it's like, yeah, that's a single. Fuck you. That'll be a dollar. Yeah. It's just like, okay. And if the bartender's drunk, they don't charge you. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that, that town is just full of powerful drinks. Yes. So for you to get a personalized neon sign that says New Orleans most powerful drink, it means something. Yeah. And the fact that no one's come up and smashed it for being a lie also means something. Well, it's got plexiglass on the outside. Maybe it's ballistic glass. I don't know. <laughs> um, But I had been drinking most of the day at this point. So I, I, was, I was feeling pretty good. But honestly... You know, that fresh oxygen that they, they pump into the casino, you know, it, it buoyed my spirits. That's great. Yeah. And so I bought both me and Papa a hand grenade. And we both, you know, just strolled around a little bit, but ended up going back to the hotel. And I think we both went back with, like, about the same amount. It was, like, two-thirds of the grenade at the bottom had finished. It's just that he stopped at the hotel. Me, I was like, Joan, you got to try this. And Joan woke up and was like, that is awful. What the hell is that? I was like, that's a hand grenade. And then I promptly like finished the rest of it and was very hungover for the day of the wedding. That I mean, yeah. Yep. And I'll, and I'll leave it there uh, for, for the next episode. <laughs> hell yeah. I love that. A two-parter. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're going to New Orleans... And you're going to get a hand grenade. Make it the first drink of your day. Do not make it the last drink. Yes. And I'll, if I could weigh in, uh, consume that with a po' boy. Do them simultaneously. Give yourself, set yourself up to succeed. You're going to want something heavy in your gut. Not like bad heavy, but like filling. You're going to want to have something to soak up as much of that shrapnel from that grenade as possible to let it slowly seep into you. Yeah. Don't make the same mistake I did. I went to a rehearsal. Oh, well, I drank all day, then went to a rehearsal dinner at like six o'clock that ended at eight o'clock. And yeah, I guess what I ate at like seven o'clock and then had a hand grenade at like midnight. Like not, that's not the move. Generally. No. You're a professional, so you were able to hold it together, I'm sure. We'll hear about it next week. But uh I would not recommend that to the average person, or even myself. Uh, well, those voodoo daiquiris, I can't say that I've ever ever felt like so terrible off of them as I did that hand grenade. <clears throat> yeah, hand grenades hit different. Yeah, so if you're looking at the hand grenade sign, walk like six blocks down uh, towards the, the rainbowy side of, of Bourbon Street and get yourself a purple drink from Lafitte's Blacksmith Shop. Plus, Lafitte's is just great. If you if you happen to be there during some of the rare times where it's kind of cold, they use the, the many, many – I don't even know if they were actually the original blacksmith chimneys or whatever, but they, they they'll have little fires going kind of yeah. all over the place because since it is a blacksmith shop there are just like chimneys fucking everywhere with little fireplaces in them yeah, just, just ornery chimneys i mean they're everywhere like yeah it's it's not a good design for a bar like it's kind of a terrible design because there's just chimneys everywhere yeah i don't know if that is what put all like the the glaze on the walls or if it was just like 
500 years of cigarette smoke, but it's got a real sweet ambiance that that place does. Hell yeah. The second time I ever went to New Orleans, wait, no, I can't, I guess it was the second time. Doesn't really matter. But I went there with Papa for a bachelor party that I, I might tell that story later, but there's a lot of it. It's a good I'd, tale. I'd want to run by people first, but I will say that at one point we stopped by Lafitte's pretty early into the trip, and I think that was my first time going to Lafitte's, and we got some voodoo daiquiris and other drinks, and then we proceeded on to the next location, and that's when our buddy Jake was like, oh, shit, I left my ID or credit card or something back at Lafitte's. I got to go back. And so Papa and I just like went back with him because we were like, we shouldn't like send anybody off by themselves during this weekend. So yeah. we went with him and then we were, were like, pilgrims in an unholy land. Exactly. But then we we're like, well, we're here. So we just got more voodoo daggers. <laughs> like the one, like we'd been gone for like, I don't know, eight minutes. <laughs> we were like, we should get another, right? <laughs> I see two hands and I only see one drink. Let's go. <laughs> just fucking stupid. Because the other thing about New Orleans is you can drink outside. So you just get them to go. And we just drank them on the walk back. And most places are cool with you bringing in outside drinks you got from somewhere else. Because they're like, obviously, you're going to finish that and start drinking here. Like, Yeah. Yeah. And if you want just, you know, a tight five on, like, the vibe and and acceptable behaviors of New Orleans, check out Hannibal Burris and what that man had to say about it. Yeah, I, I think that's like the truest outsider's viewpoint of New Orleans. Yes, yes, he uh, he sums it up nicely. <laughs> Although I didn't see any rats in the restaurants, but that's neither here nor there. Building's 150 years, of course, there's rats. Even the five star restaurants have rats. It's like he didn't even try to deny it. Like he just launched right into the. T- yeah, you just got to listen to the bit. It's a really good bit. Oh man. I but I don't think that you could do the things that you do in New Orleans many other places in America. Cuz no. we would we would treat it basically like if you brought back happy hour in Massachusetts. But if if you transferred those New Orleans drinking rules to everywhere else in the nation, it would be have that Massachusetts like happy hour effect if it was brought back here. Yeah. We're just like, don't get on the roads. Like don't even live in a house that's near a road because like, it's just going to be a very drunk time. Yeah. For, you need, for a lot of people. We're going to need K rails just in front of all structures because people will just be treating it like bumper bowling. Yeah. And look, I mean, you, you, you keep something away from people. They're going to want to do it. And once you see what you can do in New Orleans, you're like, this should exist everywhere. Like, you should be allowed to drink in the street. And it's like, absolutely no, you should not. You should not be allowed to bring open containers to a playground. So that's actually something interesting that's on the docket of bills that I don't know if we get to vote on or if, like, the state Senate gets to vote on. But in California, they had, like, this weird, at the beginning of of lockdown, they were like, you're kind of allowed to drink outside. Like then it, it was just sort of like the mayors would announce it. It wasn't like a statewide thing, but they were like, look, in certain areas, the, the, the excuse being 
you're going to restaurants to pick up food and drinks. And so then you have like an opened drink technically like yeah. if, if, if it's like a cocktail that's just in like a plastic cup with a lid that's legally an open drink because it's not like a sealed can or bottle so they're yeah. like all right but we're going to allow this because of covid because of businesses but don't be dicks about it and somehow you weren't dicks about it we weren't dicks about it because a lot of people just weren't going out and so because of this like instead of just going th- throwing the switch <clears throat> from off to on for public drinking and there was this slow you know blowing off of steam they're now voting on having uh certain areas or uh, i forget if it's certain areas or if uh, local municipalities are able to vote on what those areas are or fucking whatever but there's probably going to be legal drinking in california and decriminalized hallucinogenic mushrooms so damn dude that's like the that's like two of my favorite things yeah that's on point yeah so I'm going to have to move because pretty soon all the cool shit I like to do is about to be legal and therefore not cool. Yeah, you're going to have to you're going to have to move to somewhere that's way more hip. What's next? Are they, they going to say that pissing in a sink is fine and good and that you should do it? Look, dude, they're taking all my moves. You're <laughs> you're not alone in that sink pissing. <laughs> Men of a certain height, we just see a sink and it's like tonight you. <laughs> I was that came up like I forget when recently, and Reagan was like, "Yeah, I don't really care if you piss in the sink." And I was just like, "Yeah, I mean, like I always you do, move- you actually do." I always move the dishes out of the way, and she was like, "The kitchen sink?" I was like, "Yeah, like I've told you about how I piss in the sink when like it's an emergency and there's someone in the bathroom." She's like, "For some reason, I always just thought it was the bathroom sink." I was like, "So you think I walk into the bathroom and walk?" the toilet to piss in the sink she's like yeah and i thought it was weird but it's fine like i like you're a clean guy i'm sure you would have cleaned the sink when you're done i was like damn so now i have to piss in my bathroom sink try that out because i've never done that because like again it's farther away from the bathroom door than the toilet is (laughs) i mean i'm not gonna lie basically everywhere i've ever stayed or ever lived i've pissed in every sink yeah i mean it's the vip bathroom yeah when you when you're tall enough and you can just like you know pull your situation out and let it just rest on that nice cold steel oh yeah especially for the like, cold porcelain kind of kind of hung over Ooh, that feels nice yeah yeah they don't make urinals our height they you know they try to make them for every man and it's like no i need i need something to rest on why don't they just make all urinals the ones that go all the way to the floor? I I ask myself this all the time. Like, why don't they make just the wall that they had? The wall? St- yeah, just pissing on a wall. Dude, you got to come out at some point. I, I already down have, to- actually. <laughs> I am, uh, um, I, I got to tell my parents I got to call a little bit later on. But yeah, we're, I'm, I'm almost fully out. But we got we to gotta get you down to, uh, I guess it's technically in San Luis Obispo, if you've ever heard of that location. Yeah, I have. Well, I've read that, and that's not how I would have said it, but yeah. Oh, it's uh, ridiculous. <laughs> and people will call it slow because that's the uh, the acronym, but I thought that slow was a separate location for a while because I'm fucking stupid. But anyway, there's a place there called <clears throat> the, the Madonna Inn, which is this real kitschy fucking, like... 
inn doesn't describe it correctly because it sounds quaint. It's this kitschy fucking hotel where each room's like gaudy as fuck. Like there'll be an under the sea themed room and like a roller disco themed room. And like, like they're all just over the top individually themed things. Everything in it is ornate and confusing and strange, but dude, there's a restaurant in it and the, the, the men's room, you have, you have to go down a flight of stairs to use the, the men's room there. But this is just open to the public because, I mean, I'm not sure about during COVID, but in general, it's, you don't have to be a hotel guest to use it. You walk into the men's room and it's your classic, like white and black checkered floor, like small, like one inch subway tiles with like the brass poles next to the mirrors, very like 50 style kind of diner bathroom kind of vibe. And then there's just like some, some fake rocks towards the back like the very like a uh, miniature golf style rocks and what it is is you walk up and you stand on a big flat rock and what when you stand on it your legs break an invisible you know infrared sort of the garage door warning sensor that keeps it from closing and when when something breaks that a waterfall starts and you just piss into the waterfall that's awesome but wait it gets better because it's wide with no dividers. So you can have like five people just pissing into a trough together, but it's not a trough. It's a waterfall. See, that's, that's actually, yeah. Like pleasant. Yeah. So it's great. I, I will describe the, the men's room at the Nola Po boys. Do it. It is just a, a narrow trough, uh, arguably for one and a half people. And there's no <laughs> sink in there and there's no other toilet. Like that is an awesome men's room that I saw. Hell yeah! And you're, I I know what you're thinking. It's like, well, did everybody make it in the trough? No, no, they didn't. <laughs> Look, making it into the bathroom is enough in New Orleans. Quite honestly, they didn't have a sink in there, and I'm sure there were a lot of sink sink pissers that walked in and were like, hm, "This place ain't for me. I'm pissing on the floor." Damn it! They don't have. I don't feel heard <laughs> here. I don't feel represented. <laughs> exactly. Huh. Sorry, I didn't mean to to cut off your your rock pissing story. No, that was it. I was just gonna say I went uh, I went there. Uh, it was on our drive back. We stopped by to grab some food, and I was like, "Wait a minute, I have to pee." And I think I've heard that there's an epic toilet downstairs, <laughs> and there and there was. And Reagan was like, "Damn it, wish I could experience that." And I was like, "Yeah, I bet you do." Yeah, well, get her a shiwi and and pre- well, I mean, I don't I don't want to encourage you to to pretend to be be trans just to use a a different bathroom but yeah sometimes you got to experience men's rooms look men i don't think we ever have to experience ladies rooms because there's ju- they're just like a you know a, a sort of heaven you know that we envision and yeah and we don't we don't want that to be destroyed by no. by reality don't shatter that illusion it's all exactly. we have yeah we just we just assume like anytime we are in a ladies' room, it's so nice. There's like potpourri and and candles and, and like, like you and know like a, a couch area, yeah, like a whole couch. Ah, oh. and that couch isn't f- covered in piss. <laughs> Stalls for everybody. You don't have to go to the bathroom shoulder to shoulder with burly men. Stalls well, with doors, dude. <laughs> doors on those stalls. Yeah, insane. What what I wouldn't give. Man, stalls with we doors. didn't have. We didn't have any uh, doors in the stalls in high school. Fucking any. 
Half of them didn't have walls in between the toilets. That is wild. That is the most embarrassed time of your life. Like, you're just embarrassed all the time. And it's like, hey, how about shitting in front of your classmates? Is that yeah. cool? Does that make you feel good? God forbid somebody tries to shower after gym class or something. Ooh. You got to change schools after that. Yeah. You got to move away. You got to get your dad transferred. <laughs> Get him fired so he has to find a new job. Exactly. Oh, man. Hell yeah. Well, I think that'll do it for this week, but tune in next week for part two of the New Orleans wedding, which we haven't even gotten to like the wedding part. So, yeah, we're, we're on like Saturday morning at like 2 a.m. Yeah. So I feel like we got, we got a lot of meat left on that, on that bone. And, uh, I'll have probably done something fucking stupid by then as well. Follow us on Road Sodas Pod on Instagram and uh, email in at roadsodaspod at gmail.com. And uh, tell us tell us how you're doing. Tell us some stupid shit. Tell us yeah, you're what's out up? there. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. How you doing? Hey. How you doing? Nice. Yeah. And as we say every week. Uh, go fuck yourself. God fuck us, everyone.